right, guys. Welcome back to the Weekend Review. This is take number 25. Oh, it is. It yeah, is we're taking really. It is Tuesday morning this. right now when we're recording this. We are late, and that means the office is full of people walking by, talking loudly. So there's a chance if you listen very intently to this podcast, <laughs> you might hear some juicy church gossip in the background, no. which is always a win. Uh, He's kidding. He's kidding. Not really. But we're going to move on anyway. We're going to jump into talking about Vision 2020 and going through what we're doing in Intersex. Before we do that, we have a couple of announcements. The first announcement is there is a women's movie night this Friday night from 630 to 9. It is in the venue. So um, just a good opportunity to come and spend time with fellow women and a fun event for your group to get together and be able to bond. And I can only imagine what movie they're watching. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Come, All right. come and find out. Dude, come, come and find out and yeah. you don't have to imagine anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And following that up, we have something on Saturday morning, right, Beth? We do. We have the men's breakfast. It is at 8 a.m. It um a lot of fun. I'm really excited. This is the first one where every single guy in our small group is going to be able to come to that. So well, just and I know that we have some fun stuff happening too. Uh, mainly, which I know that David Hanslick and Cameron McClellan are doing worship together that morning. Oh, I love that. And I I had the just the pleasure of being out with David at the Vines the last two weekends and hearing him do just. Yeah. Anyway, dude's awesome. Dude's yeah. awesome. Uh, have a t- time of teaching and a, just a great meal. Um, I think it's eight dollars suggested donation. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get way more than eight dollars worth of food. Uh, you're gonna leave. You're gonna leave full. It's gonna be a great time. On top of those two things that are happening this week, something's coming up in a few weeks from now, but is really a highlight for our student ministries is our winter camp, right? I am so excited. We have winter camp for students sixth through twelfth grade. Um, this is kind of. Uh, the catalyst for our small groups. It's a great time to get away, do fun stuff together, but then there's just really dynamic teaching. We have more uh, small group times. So it's just a great time for your students to be able to go and connect with the Lord and their group on a whole different level. Um, We've been announcing it a lot, but um, please just make sure to take the time to, if there's any parents there, uh, students, MSM or HSM students there, to really encourage them to send their kid to camp. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that, we do have some small groups and we're jumping in to discuss uh, this weekend's message. Uh, it being Vision 2020, it's always a little bit different message on the Vision Weekends. And not a lot of eyesight jokes like I expected. Yeah, praise God. Bummed. Yeah, not me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just how overworked is that going to be this year? Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But we did do some awesome stuff this weekend. Vision 20, when we ever do a Vision Weekend, it's usually we spend some time reflecting back on what God has done, but we also spend some time looking ahead to see what maybe what God is going to do. And I would say that this weekend, uh, if you were here, you saw that it was definitely more on that end. Did we, you see with 2020 Vision? Oh, my land. <laughs> uh, is more of what we believe God is doing in the amazing possibility that we have right now of finding a permanent home uh, for for our community um, and the possibilities of of the new church campus. And so we ask you to do a lot of things with that. We're going to ask you to do some things inside of your small group very specific to that this week. Um, But it is a different week. And on top of that, though, we did have an actual teaching out of the scripture looking at Uh, Judges 6. An amazing teaching, yes. Looking at a great story, the story of Gideon. And what how God maybe wants to challenge you and how many, oftentimes God is doing something that you can't even see or fully understand in the moment. Um, 
so we kind of had some, he did a power moment kind of things. He had some main points we filled in there. He also had this, what do you call it? A Burke? Burke. Yeah. Yes. Big, impossible, ridiculous challenge. Yes. And all those things play into our intersect. So let's jump in and let's, let's look at this, see what we're going to do this weekend with it. Uh, as always, we have that first question there. Uh, I'm preparing to teach right now. And I actually thought of one way that I think kind of want to rewrite this uh, hmm. for the coming weekends. And that's kind of thinking if you were to say, okay, what was the main thing or the main point that you took from this weekend? What's one thing instead of asking what's something stuck out, just ask every person what's one thing, what's that main mm-hmm. thing that they wrote down. And then if you could ask one question after hearing this weekend's message, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And so, and again, we're trying to force them into being something specific. So you're creating everyone to think through a question. You're creating everyone to think through a point instead of it being like, okay, well, so what if the questions for this week um, aren't really about the message, but they have more to do with the potential building and things like that? How should they handle that, Tim? They should go to God with those questions <laughs> through prayer and fasting or feasting. Fasting. No. Th- those are, that's actually uh, – those, those are great points. Some of those questions might come up. Honestly, um, we might have answers to some of them. We might not have answers to other ones just because where we're at inside the process. If you have somebody that has a lot of questions, and you might, they're depending on personality types. Some of us are really detail oriented and we want to know everything. Other ones of us are just like, hey, we're here for the party. Let's just go. Let's have a good time. Um, if you have those those people questions, that's when you can send them to, to have them email Steve or, or myself directly. Um, we would love to fill in what questions we can answer. We're not trying to, we're trying to be as apparent on a board with all this stuff, but this is a really a moving. Moving They're target. moving yeah. target right now. And there's a lot of things that we don't even have the answer to. And that's why at the end of the sermon, we just ask that we be in a bunch of prayer over these next several weeks and seeing, trying to discern what God has for us. Uh, that takes into the second question. And that's looking at that, that Burke issue. What are those big, impossible, ridiculous challenges? And while right now this might be what the church is facing, what we have to realize and recognize is, is as individuals, as families, um, we all are faced with ridiculous challenges, things that are amazing opportunities and also things that are just very difficult and overwhelming at the yeah, same time. And I feel like we we feel those challenges more than not, mm-hmm. and we've all gone through them. And so this is just a great opportunity to get to know your small group a little bit better. Um, we have a couple of potential follow-up questions to ask. Um, just how did you handle the situation? Who did you talk to in the situation? You know, are you happy with how you handled it? How could you have handled it differently? Um, and then just really being mindful of the things that they share. These are the things that stick out to them. And so why is this the thing that they're sharing? Why is this an important thing in their life? And as you hear more of that, you'll get to understand them, just the totality of who they are a little bit better. I, I think that's really insightful in the fact that you can learn a few things. A, tells you a lot about who they are, where mm-hmm. they're, where they're investing their money, time, talent, whatever, all that stuff. But also I think that what, how do they, what is their decision-making process? Mm-hmm. Some of us, um, because of the way we were raised or upbringing and whatnot, we have really flawed decision-making processes. What feels right, what tastes right, what looks good mm-hmm. versus what's the wisest choice for us to make as a family. So I think even just talking those things through, because inside of each one of our groups, God has gifted us differently with wisdom, with, with all these things. And you're going to hear some people in your group are going to be incredibly wise, thought out, have a detailed process as how they work through these things. And that might help some of the other ones of us who are in the group and maybe <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just like let's go. You yeah. Know? So 
also too, I think we need to recognize when it comes to these things that people will naturally fall into different categories. There are going to be people who are early adopters who make decisions quickly. There are going to be people who are late adopters who just take a ton of time to make a decision. That's the one's not right. One's not wrong. It's just kind of how we're made up. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Jumping into these passages, uh, kind of this again on those topics of how do we, how do we go about trusting God when we're facing challenging or even great opportunities we're trying to take hold of. Um, and, and Steve kind of picked, I mean, he's across the gamut. We're going from a old Testament prophet. We're going through two of the gospels and then into an epistle. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of a, a broad spectrum as we kind of go through there on that Jeremiah passage. Um, what were you thinking on that one, Beth? Um, honestly, uh, when you really understand how awesome God is and how powerful and omnipotent he is, Ooh, big word. Yes. Uh, not trying to be sorry, oh, uh-huh. but when you fully understand that and then you realize that's power that we have access to, I think it really helps us be able to handle the problem a little bit better. Yeah. You know, that it's not such a daunting challenge because we just see how much we have the God of angels armies backing us and supporting us and, and we're in his love and care. And so when we walk that way, it try, it changes the way that we handle it. Yeah. And so just being able to see, I just love that passage where it says, you know, there's nothing is too hard for God. What's so interesting about <clears throat> Jeremiah in particular, the weeping prophet, he was proclaiming uh, the goodness of God, but also proclaiming uh, the the bigness of God, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during a time where the people had completely forgotten. And so and the same thing happens with us. We will face a big, crazy challenge. God will get us through that. And within five minutes, we are consumed by thoughts of what coffee do you want to want to order what do I need? When do I need to pick up my kids and all or, this kind of stuff? Or we forget, we forget it. I was just telling no, and we walk and we walk yes. away. And and so this is one of those things of, oftentimes the only way that we can remember how good God is or how powerful God is is by going through one of those moments where he get he put he brings us through something that was way bigger, way tougher, you know, mm-hmm. more ridiculous than we mm-hmm. could ever do on mm-hmm. our own. And the challenge for us who are followers of Jesus Christ is to continue to follow Him long past that moment and yes. remind ourselves of that. Because even though we've made it through one, we know there's going to be another one coming. That's good. And that's a theme that we're going to see across these passages in, in, in Mark and in Luke. I think in Matthew, <clears throat> Matthew is one of those passages where it's going to challenge you. I think for some of us, there's a song. He is a good, good father. Mm-hmm. And that song uh, is a little controversial in Christian circles and different churches because um, there's a, we have to acknowledge there's a large segment of our church and probably people inside your small group who have a hard time singing that song, not because it's not true. He is a good, good father. It's because their lives don't reflect that in the moment. Mm. And so we have this hard time singing that, man, you are a good, good father. Do you trust me in these moments when, man, it doesn't look like that. And, and we just have to acknowledge those things where, um, the reality of who he is isn't dependent upon our current circumstances or our current understandings or what that is. And do we, do we actually see the goodness of God across the entire narrative of scripture was what Matthew's kind of pointing us towards, not just in the moment we're currently finding ourselves in. Mm, that's good. And then because when we don't believe 
or we have a hard time believing that God's a good, good father, then we don't believe that he wants to give us good gifts. Yeah. And then I also challenge the good gifts thing in the fact the matter is, is um, what he deems as good gifts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What he deems as good gifts for us, not what we want or we believe are good gifts. Yeah. And so a couple of weeks ago when we had Kyle Curry come in and teach, he used that illustration of his son and fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. And this idea, we're constantly asking God for the fruit snacks. We're saying, this is what I want. This is my Christmas list. And then we get upset with God that he doesn't give it to us. And when he's saying, no, God says, no, this is so much better. You just don't mm-hmm. even see it or, yes. know, or understand it yet. Um, and then lastly, in, in the Ephesians, and this is, a, a, this is honestly one of those passages where this is just a great framework for prayer. Mm-hmm. But um, Beth noted this earlier. If we don't start where the prayer starts, it kind of gets hard to put the context into the last two verses. So we say, start in verse 14, read that out. And actually, if you use that for a framework of prayer, I think it's a great thing to jump into. Um, you guys go through after you get done with the passages and I, and I truly think if you take your time on this and like I always try to do, don't just read the passage. Think of one or two follow-up questions you can have on that passage that that's in the, into the context of the, where the people are at in your lot, in your small group, where they're at in their lives. Um, looking at those power principles, kind of thinking through that, that follow-up questions is where's, where's these one of the, one of those areas where you may be the weakest, you know, what do you kind of need to focus on? And then how, how are you going to focus on that this week? You know, and then what I want to do is, is I, though I want to leave a considerable amount of our time in group for prayer. And I would love it if our groups this week would take the challenge that Steve gave us at the end of his sermon this weekend. And we would pray specifically for our mm-hmm. community. Yes, that's good. And I think we can do this in a couple of different ways. I think it would be really beautiful is if we took the time to stay in, in uh, the group with both men and women and we prayed. Now, if you're in a smaller group right now, and uh, this would be a great time where your entire group can pray together. Mm-hmm. If you're in, and if you're in a group or you're a little bit larger of a group, maybe split it off to two or three different small circles of six or so. Um, and, and uh, pray, but have it men have the husbands and wives stay together. You know, the single people can can join in with that too. Um, but it's kind of a cool thing. We're not praying about personal prayer requests in that time. We're praying about our church, and so Specific, those things yes. very specifically. So I think that's a great time to have the group pray together. And then after that, you could break off and and follow up on the prayer requests you guys had from last week, and also pray over things you have for the coming week. Um, Anyway, we hope this helps you guys. Hope that you guys uh, have a great week. And as we continue to go through, we thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Thank you. For enduring <laughs> best laugh. And oh, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>